Yo, yo, this your boy DJ B4EY. And this is Mrs. DJ B4EY. And you're now listening to MTMV Sports. Keep, Keep it locked. This is Aftermath, where we bring you the week that was in MMA. I am your man, The Voice. MTMV Sports Fights Correspondent With my man, the CEO The visionary The man who has been blessed With The hair of angels <laughs> Josh Moose, what's going on man? What is up man? Oh, oh I forgot to say what you're the, the, the visionary of uh, Ambush Sports, <laughs> I'm sorry I just messed that all the way up it's all good, man. It's all good. How are you doing, though? You know, I'm I'm okay. I am okay. I'm uh, I'm grateful for a new year and the opportunity to to do what we do in the new year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. I we had a snowstorm here in the St. Louis metropolitan area and in the Midwest. Uh, a week or so ago, as a matter of fact, uh, the same snowstorm that provided the snowballs that the Kansas City Chiefs fans threw on the field was the same one that blanketed <laughs> this area. And this time last week, I think I was just getting home from going and getting my kids. It was like a two-hour trip to make an hour and a half. I mean, not hour and a half, but a, a mile and a half journey it was it was wow. absolutely horrible i can't tell you how many accidents i did not have i just i lost count wow yeah well um i won't tell you what it's been <laughs> what it's been like here in yeah, florida please, please don't uh, you know especially like, <laughs> saying it's been uh terrible it's mm, terrible i mean to, you know same yeah. thing you know no storms and stuff. Yeah, t- terrible <laughs> for Florida. That is, it, it happens to be sixty degrees. Oh Lord, what are we gonna do? I can't wear my shorts um, at nighttime. I have to actually put on pants. <laughs> you you aren't kidding. We are supposed to get a little bit of something. We're getting a, a front to come through tomorrow, and it's supposed to get uh, get pretty chilly, but. Um, for the most part, not not anything like what you went through. I did see um, some pictures that you posted on that. And that was that was something yeah, else. Yeah, um, I'm just grateful. And, and with that being said, uh, we can just drop some socials now. I am the voice on everything. That's T H A V is in Victor O Y is in Yankee Z is in Zulu E. You can go there and see how uh, my vehicles parked on friday night yeah um the the thing that's craziest is my mailbox is made out of metal and it is electrified so had i hit it things could have been really really bad Uh, so i'm i'm just grateful that everything worked out the way that it did yes as am i yeah (laughs) All right. Well, I said that aftermath brings you the week that was in MMA. 
But this time, we're bringing you the year that was in MMA. Uh, we're recording this on January the 18th. So we are 18 days into the new year. 2018 is gone. We are in 2019. And this officially makes our 19th episode. So just all that numerization, just our numerology coming together, uh, that means like absolutely nothing but the fact that <laughs> this is all probably highly coincidental, but it is what it is. Um, as far as 2018 is concerned, what stood out most to you about MMA in 2018? If there's one thing that actually looking back on 2018 that just it was impossible to ignore, it was the vast amount of these uh, super mm-hmm. fights. Something that had, you know, was was trickled in every so often here or every so often in this promotion. And just looking back and, and I mean, we've got one coming up and that's got what got me thinking about it. We had there, there's just been a ton of them in, in both um, well I think uh, one had a couple yeah. I think uh, Bell, Bellator had is it one or, or two. I guess technically yeah, two technically. because of the whole heavyweight mm-hmm. Grand Prix and, and, and UFC obviously has, has had a couple yeah, they had three um, you know culminating all the way yeah so I think that's kind of something that really stood out to me when I was looking back on that 2018 is it was kind of the year of the, uh, the, the double champ mm-hmm. or, or at least, uh, an attempt at the double champ. You're the super fight. I, I guess we can yeah, call it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I would agree that that does stand out greatly. Um, I think for me, and it's probably just because of my proximity to things, uh, being a St. Louis native and, um, being like one degree removed from the Woodley weight champion I met him and and have spoken with him but he and his mother and his family used to attend my father's church so um, oh yeah so it, it, it's like I said it's one degree of separation really um, and for me I guess it just the the level of or I should say the the crystallization of the feud between and it's not even a feud anymore but the hatred of Dana White for Tyron Woodley Um, Mm, I mean that that came out in full effect in um, 2018 because arguably if he had fought more than once he would have been my breakout fighter of the year because of the way he utterly dismantled um, Darren Till. I mean, we should be singing his praises from the rooftop. He didn't get hit. Didn't get hit. Yep. And, and he, I mean, it, it was phenomenal. Got, this guy has had uh, the least amount of, of uh, or been taken down the least has stopped the most takedowns, has been struck the least. I mean, it's it's like, dude, just on a whole nother level. And Dana didn't even uh, stay to 
after the press conference to say anything to anybody. He just like slapped the belt on him and ran out the cage. And that's, <laughs> that's sad. It's sad. It really is. Uh, and to, I, I was speaking to someone else about this uh, this week. Um, and I want to say that some of the ESPN pundits were talking with Dana and talking about Tyrus specifically. And I know Stephen A is a fan. So uh, that may get his name out there a bit more. But, you know, it's like, you know, why don't you use it? Why don't you pump him up? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And, you know, Daniel's like, we just don't, we don't see eye to eye. But I've never seen, or at least let me say, I've never known of a promoter, promoter, who would rather not make money than to promote someone that, that that's under contract. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He has, like, the worst posters in history you look back at his posters <laughs> like man who did this well th- this was in a, a, a kindergarten uh photoshop class well e- even it's funny you say that because i actually mentioned something when the poster with till and woodley came out and they made darren till taller mm-hmm I mean, I know that I know that's actually you know that they, that he really was, but if you look at any other poster, they're always mm-hmm. eye to eye. I've never seen where somebody is is towering over the other, over the other. Yeah. <laughs> in the promotional poster. I was like, they're even trying to make him look small. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it was crazy. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And for a guy that that's been that's been, <laughs> I mean, that's cleaned out the division. I mean, that was supposed to be right. the guy, you know, Darren Till. That's the guy that's going to do it. And he did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a freaking thing. Well, and here's the thing. We want to be real. He didn't beat Wonderboy. <laughs> so he shouldn't have been there in the first place. And the, the guy that you're taking to meet the president, now you don't want to talk to. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, I you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's I crazy. I have to take that back. I have to take everything back. Um, I wouldn't say that. That's actually my runner-up. My runner-up <laughs> is, uh, is how much... Dana hates Tyron. The my biggest takeaway, or the thing that stood out most to me personally, because it really has changed. Um, it's changed the way. Oh shoot! Now that I'm thinking about it. That got, that I got another uh, runner up. So another runner up is one championship because they really uh, made a splash in 2018 by making their oh, yes. uh, product available without any barriers to the US market. Uh but mm-hmm. really the 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 biggest deal of all is uh signing with ESPN because that that's changing the entire landscape of how we consume MMA. So I have dabbled on enough. So yeah that that's that's I think the greatest event in 2018 for MMA was the UFC signing the contract with ESPN. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we we talked about what's been most memorable, and I have babbled on about that. Let's get into uh, the fighter of the year. Who did you select as your fighter of the year? I'm, I'm I got a feeling we got the same person, but we'll we'll see. And I went with Dan- Daniel Cormier. And why? I, I just I had I do you just I had to um the guy was just dominant what he fought he fought 
time? Five times? Four <laughs> times in 2018? No, just three. Um, yeah, it three may, times. May okay. Like it was I, 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 I was starting. That's why I'm like, yeah, I feel like he's fought a, a ton of times. Um, but really, what what really solidified it um, is, is the the, the Stipe, the heavyweight, um, the the yes. super fight against uh, <laughs> against Stipe and um, a guy that had just been king of this heavyweight division um you know set the record for most title defense in heavyweight and you know had 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 beaten francis and ganu so bad that he didn't throw a punch for two right. fights you know <laughs> uh, and then he came out and he didn't like grind out a slow wrestler victory i mean he he knocked him out coming out of the clinch uh, and then uh what with the with an injured hand and saying I won't be able to fight until what do you say like March mm-hmm. or something? <laughs> he takes a fight with Derek Lewis, <laughs> like a couple days after he says that. You know, there's no way I can fight, and then uh, you know, beats Derek Lewis. Which I mean, I kind of take that one with a grain of salt. But there's always the puncher's mm-hmm. chance with a guy like Lewis. Um, and honestly, I, to me, that's a fight that I had no doubt that DC was going to win. <laughs> um, there was there was just no. There's just no doubt about it in my mind, but that's one of those fights that champions don't typically right. take because there's really nothing. I mean, he won, and most people are like, "Yeah, yeah, duh, you beat you, know, <laughs> you beat Derek Lewis, the guy that got beat up for two rounds and 55 seconds in his last fight, <laughs> and won on a on a hail mary, you know." And um, but he's also, you know, that's just one of those fights that if you get clipped, he's the new right. champion. Um, so there's really no advantage in just to see DC step up and say, hey, I'll take the fight. Let's do it. Um, I, I thought that was kind of cool. And, you know, the double champ, I'm, I'm a big fan of Daniel Cormier. I like what he does outside of the octagon mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I, I like how he carries himself, how he presents himself. Uh, so I think uh, as a fighter of the year for me, it wasn't just his in-cage stuff, but it was also his kind of his, his out-of-the-cage stuff. Um, that really makes him the the 2018 fighter of the year. For me. He, he definitely was my fighter of the year as well. And my reasoning, much of it goes along with what you have. The one thing that really put him over the top for me, which you touched on but didn't really go into, is the fact that he's the first true double champ because before that, mm. okay, yeah, you you held two belts, uh, Mr. McGregor, but you haven't defended a thing. You know, you just won a prize mm. for winning a fight. You never defended it. This man came in uh, in January, beat Vulcan Ozdemir, who knocked the f- three people out in a row in like a combined two minutes. Came in, dominated him then came back after doing the ultimate fighter pouring into the next generation so much so that he snatched uh, a budding star out of the St. Louis metro area in the violent Bob Ross uh, Luis Pena and now he's in uh, San Jose with DC because of him pouring into him during that time frame you know now he's seen AKA and talking about training with Khabib and, and all these other people then, like you said, defeat Stipe in uh, just just jaw-dropping fashion. Comes in and saves 
the the uh, the MSG card because that card is always a huge card, and there was just no one available to fight. Comes in and saves it, hurts, and dominates. Dominates hurt. That says it all. You dominate someone who has the ability to take anyone out and has taken a number of people out people that you wouldn't expect him to take out and you utterly dominated him with some oh my goodness with some next level wrestling I still remember um, that that ankle pick that he hit I think he, he like touched him on the shoulder grabbed his uh, ankle and it flipped him I was like dude that was that was some some next level wrestling you don't you don't see wrestling like that in the cage so yeah yeah kudos to him hats off to him uh as a uh, honorable mention because it was really between him and uh another newly crowned double champ in amanda nunez because she Uh did a fun i mean she you talk about messing people up for a long time i don't know that raquel pennington will ever be the same after that beating that she put on her did, uh-huh. did that uh, and then came back at the end of the year put on the weight the right way came in huge came in as a bigger fighter which no one expected and did what no one has been able to do in 13 years and that's beat Chris Cyborg and not just beat her she knocked her out and Cyborg had never been knocked out her first loss I believe it was by submission so yeah, I mean, she she definitely gets honorable mention, and it was between those two fighters for me. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. All right. Um, so since we're talking about fighters of the year, why don't we go to fight of the year? And since you led off last time, I, I, I get to lead off this time. <laughs> That's all right. All right. So. I was going through looking at some of the fights and things. So salute to all the other uh, the online MMA outlets who put their information out there for you to go and, and browse and peruse because they helped me with remembering the fights and things that happened this year. Uh, one mm. of the outlets, and I feel like it was MMA Mania, but I but don't quote me. I think they had Poirier Gagey as the fight of the year, and I was like, ooh. I forgot about that fight. That was a phenomenal fight because if you remember correctly, Poirier was getting tagged. He was getting eaten up until he caught Gagey with that uh, right after uh, that leg kick was thrown. Because he was hitting him with those leg kicks so hard. I want to say in the fourth round that I thought it was like it's at any moment Poirier is going to crack at any moment. He, he's going to fall down because, you know, mere, mere mortals can't take this kind of punishment. And lo and behold, he caught Gagey and Gagey was the one that went down. I was like, oh my goodness. That absolutely fantastic fight because I was thinking more so about uh, Poirier and Alvarez as a potential fight of the year because that was a war, absolute war that Poirier was able to come through on but my fight of the year has to be what became a 
crowning jewel for a night that really wasn't getting the level of attention that most of the pundits like us and the MMA fans felt that it should, which was the UFC's 25th anniversary card in Denver. And the main event that wasn't supposed to be the main event got put together on a couple weeks' notice. Yair Rodriguez and the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. Oh my goodness. They they left it all in the cage. All in the cage. And Chan Sung Jung had the fight won. He had it won. It was his. He it was done. Ten seconds. It was done. And then you talk about Hail Mary, so this wasn't uh I mean it was a Hail Mary, but it was a very skillful Hail Mary. That elbow that he looked through to drop Chance on Jung with and put him out for a while. Oh my goodness, that that yeah, a, a thing of beauty. I'm telling you now, that's also my knockout of the year. Because it, it was just that phenomenal. Everything that went along with that and, and how it transpired. I mean, thinking about it now, I'm lost for words. <laughs> yeah, just, oh my goodness. That, that was absolutely amazing. And the perfect way to make what was supposed to be and should have been special and felt like just a regular old fight night, something that we will never ever forget yeah that's um as far as far as best fights you can't get any better than a a fight that goes the distance but does not end in a decision (laughs) right (laughs) it's it's really hard to to go past that one um as far as my fight my fight of the year and i've got like a 1a 1b kind of um i've got the whitaker romero Mm two um i thought that fight was just incredible i have watched that fight a number of times and i score it differently almost every time uh which is which is interesting um and sometimes i'll even come out with relatively the same result uh, but that fight was just so bad um, outside of basically two rounds. And there, that's the, the big debate are, are in those two rounds were they 10-8 were they rounds, uh, which would have made it a draw on the whole deal. Um, but I guarantee you, regardless of who you were rooting for that night, um, you did not leave watching that fight disappointed. No. Um, I mean, you watched Romero come out strong you watched him getting tagged up you watched him just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting and throwing that big punch you watched Robert Whitaker get locked up and you know was walking without knee joints after he took a a right hook Mm -hmm. (laughs) from Romero and and somehow did not go down in the whole thing and and was matter of fact it was actually through through his own punch to keep to keep Romero at bay and phenomenal fight um start to finish it, it was that's my one a and uh my and the reason i've kind of got this is this other one is i guess it'd be 
or my honorable mention. Um, and it's one that when I was looking through for fights of the year, I don't think I really found any except for, you know, uh, outlets that kind of did like a top 25 mm. fights for the year is the only time I saw this kind of fall into it. And I understand it because it was really a one-sided affair. Um, but I went with Holloway Ortega mm. as like an honorable mention. And I, I went with that just simply for so all the question marks yeah. about Max's health yeah. and everything that was being talked about. And then every, it seemed like recency bias was at an all time high. And a lot of people were, Oh, I don't know if Holloway can do this. I'm going to go Ortega. And um, again, one of those, one of those fights that I, it made me scratch my head of, you know, why are we doubting Max Holloway? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't even change my article from, when, when I wrote it, but when the first bout got canceled and just to watch, I just, I just copy pasted. I said, well, you know, I'm going to put it right there. I, I, nothing's changed in my eyes. Max Holloway is still, um, he, he runs this division, you know, <laughs> and uh, he, he showed it. I mean, just complete the, the precision, the technical aspect. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video that somebody posted just recently that actually seems to show, seems to show Max Holloway in the middle of the fight giving Brian Ortega some striking defense tips. <laughs> no, I have. <laughs> and then he, then he punches him in the ear again. <laughs> he, he, I think he I think he lands. It's when he lands that double right where he just pops that thing out so quick he catches, catches. And Holloway kind of, I'm sorry, uh, Ortega rather kind of is, he's out of it. You know, this is somewhere in the third round, I believe. And, and ha- Max actually picks up his hand, like picks it up and <laughs> tells, him, tells him, you got to keep your hands up. And then proceeds to punch him in the face again. <laughs> so just to see that, um, and like I said, I understand why it's not really on the list. I mean, you've got these other ones like Rodriguez uh, and Korean Zombie. You've got all these really great fights. But that one, to me, was just phenomenal just to see Holloway back and to show why he has the belt. Um, so that was my 1B or my honorable mention, if you will. <laughs> well, I said that that was my knockout of the year um and there was another one that really kind of um an honorable mention just because i forgot about it and that was the eric anders field goal kick of tim williams and that was just because of the timing that took place with him using that strike i mean he waited just until the right time and boop it was over but what you have for KOD? I had a uh, Gagey Vic, um, <laughs> the old uh, inflatable tube man the, knockout. The man. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, I didn't even actually look that up to see what other ones there were. Actually, one of the ones I remembered very vividly was also Eric Anders. He was going to be my honorable mention, um, but I wasn't sure. I actually thought that one was going to come up. So I actually pivoted and went to a different honorable mention. Uh, but I had, yeah, Gagey Vic. And um, just much like you were talking about with Curry and Zombie, where it put him out for a while. Uh, while Vic wasn't knocked out, knocked out for a long time, he was still trying to wrestle uh, Justin Gagey like three minutes after the fight was over. Uh, when, when he walked over to like give him a high five, you know, 
James Vic or uh, Vic still trying, still trying to, trying to take him down. So I was like, okay, well, you knocked him back in right. time to a previous fight, and <laughs> so I had that one. And uh, my honorable mention is actually Jessica Andrade, mm. and uh, I believe UFC 228. Yes, yes, it was with the uh, the walk off knockout, and honestly, a fight that like what it lasted only a couple like a minute and there was almost 160 some strikes thrown <laughs> some ridiculous pace and there's just a walk-off knockout um that one stood out to me because it's just not often that you see that in women's yeah. mma um i mean you usually see a lot of uh mount you know just volume strikes that knock people out and um just to see that i mean it, it that was just a gnarly gnarly knockout so she was my honorable mention cool you know when everyone talks about that knockout um of, of my sweet cool carolina kovukavich uh, <laughs> I know. They, they speak about like he said you know it was a one-punch knockout it was a one-punch knockout but it wasn't it really wasn't it was it was the one punch that ended it but she had put so much damage on her before then it was like She's going to go any minute. She's going to go any minute. How can she stand up? It was kind of like the um, the New Year Cyborg fight where, you know, she was getting caught. Wop, 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 wop. And then that was that last one that she face planted. Um, and I think it was because it was so emphatic. That hook was so in fact, I, I feel like it was almost like Ortega's KO of um, Frankie Edgar where it knocked him off of his feet. I feel like it did that with uh, Carolina as well. But go back and, and watch that again. She was rocked. You know, she was in it, but she was rocked before all of that took place. And that was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, de- I, I mean, definitely. I, I Definitely there was the volume was there. Um, it was just, I, I guess, I don't know. It was just the, the Mark Hunt style. Yeah of that final punch you know that really i mean as soon as she landed she just kind of like turned and walked away <laughs> I, I know that one's good and just like the way that caroline just kind of slowly fell back it was um yeah i actually just pulled that up really quick uh there were she threw 73 strikes and landed 38 um i'm sorry she threw 74 rather uh and well it lasted two two minutes Wow. So she was uh just just shy of, of 100 strikes in, in two minutes. Um, and landed landed 39 of them. So yeah, there was definitely the the volume was there. Yeah, that that was that was phenomenal. Now, that actually leads into uh boy, this is all working out real well. That that lead, that was on UFC 228, which for me Oh, I'm torn. I'm really torn because I want to say that that's my card of the year because of uh, that knockout and the two submissions that had only been hit once before being hit twice in the same night um, by two different people and the the crazy knockout that um, uh, Al not Al Hassan Abdul. Razak, I forget his name, but oh yeah, uh, oh, I'll yeah, pull that but, up for you. Know, his knockout, and um, you know the the demolishing 
that tyrant did of Darren Till. I mean, there was just so much going on. Oh my goodness, the um, the Jim Miller and and Joe Lozan fight. Oh my goodness, that Joker was so good. Uh, and then the the corners decision to call it in the second round because it was just too much for Joe Lozan, the the foresight. And that, that's something that you saw a lot more of in 2018, too. And I hope that we see more of it yes. in 2019. But, you know, the corner stopping the fight. You had all that stuff going on. <sighs> I, yeah, that that fight was phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And I really, really, really want to say that that's my fight of the year. I mean, or my fight card of the year. But I got another one, and I'm just, I'm torn. I'm torn. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to defer to you. You tell me what your card of the year is, and then if you're on the same wavelength that I am, then I'll just add a little seasoning after you get done. It's funny that you say that, because my my event of the year, uh, or my card of the year is UFC 228. For... Basically, the exact same reasons that you just gave out. Um, you've got it had my knockout of the year. Um, it had, I mean, I know we we talked a little bit about the Tyron Woodley, Darren mm-hmm. Till fight. Um, there, I mean, just almost everything. I believe in the main card, only Jimmy Rivera, John. Dodson, right, that was the only fight that, that was on the card. The, the only one that that went yeah, the distance. Um, and that was Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that uh, that just dismantled Nico Price. Uh, I mean, it was just top to bottom, phenomenal, phenomenal card. Um, the the two submissions, uh, which I'm going to talk uh, a little more in depth <laughs> when we get to the submissions okay. part. But uh, yeah, UFC 228 for sure was was my oh, card. Yeah, here. Be, uh Zabit was on there, Zabistin, um, with his fight with yep. Brandon Davis, uh, Tatiana Suarez just going bananas on uh, on Carla Spars. I mean, she just, oh my goodness! Yes, I forgot about right. that one. Then uh, Jeff Neal with that head kick of Frank Camacho, uh, uh, Darren Stewart knocking out Charles Bird. <laughs> Even Diego Sanchez got to win. <laughs> I mean, but it, it was just yes. That was the that was the the kiss, the 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 weigh in yeah. kiss with Craig, uh, Craig White. White. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, um, he was a uh, early prelims, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I I feel like that was the um, the fight pass uh, fight pass premiere prelim or what whatever a feature prelim. Yeah, that that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, whatever the the yeah. last one. Yep. Oh my goodness, yeah that that card was absolutely bananas and phenomenal. Now there was another card that I was like, mm, it's so good, and that's why I, I was really torn on what to say. So I'll give it to you. You'll see two twenty eight. Yeah, definitely did it. But we would be remiss being the MMA snobs that we are. Not to talk about the coming out party that Bellator had at Bellator 206. That card had it all, just like UFC 228. You had, uh, which you talked about, the year of the the 
the uh, super fight. You had Gegard Musasi showing Rory McDonald, dude. You 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 too little. You you, you, you just you need to stay where you are. This is grown man stuff over here. You need to stay where you are. I mean, just leading up to it, we you know we all wonder how's Rory gonna look. What is this fight gonna be like? You know, I, we were all waiting with bated breath, and Gegard was like, "Dude, y- y'all forgot. I, I am the most nonchalant assassin." that there is and you know i like Rory. i really don't want to hurt him but you're in here and you know we we got to get this thing done so let me hurry up and take care of you so so i can go and and have some fun then you had rampage and vandalay turning back the clock in that uh cold man i was not expecting what we got in that fight whatsoever no. you know i was just like okay another Bellator car where they you know bring out the old guys to prop up the car but man they went at it oh my goodness they went at it then the debut of the welterweight and pre for Bellator with Douglas Lima and Korshkov and everyone just knew including myself that Korshkov was going to use his wrestling and dominate the fight but no Douglas Lima was cruising to a victory and then said hold on wait a minute everybody else has been killing it on this card I gotta do something to stand out boom round 5 at the 304 mark rear naked choke technical submission choked him clean out didn't just tap him out he made him go out it was tap a nap and Koreshkov woke up uh, which way did he go? Which way did he go? But he wasn't the only one <laughs> that was waking up. There was so many people waking up on this card. You had Aaron Pico doing his thing against the toughest challenger in his young career in Higo. And he made Higo look like like Higo never fought before. We were talking about which way did he go? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pun uh, t- totally unintended, but you know I, I I come with the puns anyway. Caught him and took him out with the elbows and the strikes. The only fight that was like eh, was Kerry Melendez and uh, Dakota Zimmerman, but the card started off with a knockout in the second round with Gaston Bolanos and uh, Ysidro Gutierrez. I mean that card was phenomenal. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the first card on the zone. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a Peppa Pig card. I mean, come on. We we would be remiss <laughs> yes, it was. if we did not talk about that card, which is why I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can say. So, yeah, you have, you have uh, UFC 228. And I love UFC 228 for all the reasons that we talked about. But my card of the year definitely is Bellator 206 because just of of the history that was made you'll never ever forget about this card and if you do you start talking about it it's like oh yeah they did have that they did have these issues and they did Mm -hmm. run along and and all that this was history (laughs) in the making and something like the UFC card there in Denver that uh, that was standing test of time 
you you may not remember the number but you will remember what happened at Bellator 206 yes sir alright um, now you said that that your knockout of the year was in uh, UFC 228 um, which, and you said you were going to talk about the submissions a bit more too so I take it that uh, your submission of the year was in uh, Bellator uh, uh, not Bellator UFC 228 talk about your submission of the year it absolutely was. I am going with Aljamain Sterling. <clears throat> um, I and I know that 228 had roughly the same submission. What four four fights apart right. or something crazy? <laughs> something crazy like that. Um, yeah, and it had only been done you know one other time. I, I went with Aljamain Sterling as opposed to Zabit uh, Magomed Sharapov. Um, just because of the little bit of flair that he threw on his, he actually attacked the knee joint as opposed to the hamstring, which is what that submission is supposed to attack is actually a hamstring. You know, don't want to rip that thing in half. And that's how Zabit went about it. Aljamain actually went with um, where he kind of rolled off to the side to put immediate pressure on that knee joint more in a knee bar knee lock style as opposed to a leg lock style uh, and it right. was first <laughs> and he did his first um it, it got for a while when i was looking at i believe mmafighting.com were putting out the uh like their their um submission no pun intended but their submission for submission <laughs> of the year um i saw the beats like right away and uh i i actually kind of tweeted something out like hey what about all jermaine sterling you know he actually did his first and his was a little more technical and and how he went with it and um he actually got on board and was like hey the heck man you you gotta put him on there you're not gonna put me on there he's like it's the same thing uh but i i do believe that he got added in as a, a as a top 10 for the voting and stuff uh, I went with him on that submission. I know there was a lot of great ones, especially in some of the smaller promotions. I say smaller. I don't mean smaller. Um, just, I guess, for the majority of fans, the lesser mm-hmm. known. Because I don't want to say that, like, one is smaller, Bellator is smaller. Um, I mean, we just talked about, as, as you phenomenally put, is that it was the card of the year came from Bellator. Um, I know there were some really good ones, some really phenomenal ones. But that one um, stood out to me just for the simple fact of its mm-hmm. rarity and the strangeness of it happening twice. Right. And so I went with I went with Sterling though with just that little bit of adjustment um, to instead of pulling that hamstring really tight uh, to actually attacking the knee while on the back of a guy standing up. I just I thought that was pretty interesting. He got the tap immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, you saw the, the the damage it caused because um, who was it? Was it Cody Stammen? Cody Stammen, that yeah. He was fighting? yeah. I believe you're correct. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think it was. Um, you know, and he kind of sat on the mat for quite a while afterwards um, talking, about, talking about his knee. Not saying, you know, that I'm just saying that uh, just how effective it was is why I brought that part up. So my submission of the year came from 228 as well with Aljamain Sterling. All right. Uh, yeah, that was Cody's statement that he uh, did. And I agree with you. It was like, Aljo did it first. Why do they keep talking about Zabit? The UFC did that. They sent out their 
uh, submissions of the year, four of them, and Zabit was one of them. It's like, Aljo did it first. And everyone said, hey, UFC, Aljo did it first. What are you doing? And they wound up combining them and combined, they won uh, the submission of the year. So yeah, it, it was, I, I don't know if uh, MMA Fighting a Junkie did it as well, but I know the UFC did. Because I remember jumping on. And it, it, it could have been. It could have been uh, just a retweet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that was uh, phenomenal. Well, my <laughs> submission of the year. Um, it does come from one of those lesser known organizations, and I, my initial choice, just because of the magnitude of the submission, what the submission meant was uh, when Paul Craig won with that triangle over Magomed uh, Ankalaev. I mean, Craig was getting just mollywopped, just getting walked the whole time. And with 10 seconds left, Craig got the victory. That victory was on the last fight of his contract. That victory got him another contract with the UFC because he was on like a two or three fight losing streak leading up to that so because of the magnitude of what that meant for him and for his career that was my initial choice and then I said wait a minute I remember there were some some submissions in some of the lesser known organizations now I think that's that's a very um, a very apropos way of stating because one uh, just ratings wise or I should say coverage wise they're reaching more people than anybody it's like you know 160 uh, million per card or, or like 163 countries and a billion people watch just crazy numbers I don't know how to not make it money but uh, that's another story <laughs> um, either way it goes though I remember that there was some phenomenal phenomenal finishes there and the one that, that really made me go look for it because I'd forgotten about it because there's just so many fights uh, every single weekend was the Ariel Sexton reverse triangle uh, key lock that he hit on uh, I forget who he was fighting but I mean it was just a phenomenal phenomenal um, uh, submission that he had on him. I'm sorry, so yeah, it was our first triangle. It was it wasn't a key like it was a first uh triangle, but the one that I had to go with and I simply had to do it because of the name of it. It had never been done before and the person who did it also had great stakes because hitting that submission led to a title fight for the gentleman who is now the strawweight champion for one championship and fights on the 19th so uh we're recording this again well it's the 19th where you are so he fights today I, it's, it is. it's not the 19th here yet i still got about 52 minutes but uh headlines the first one championship card for 2019 joshua pashiao the pash pashiao he put uh he made him say uncle. He would uh, make you say uncle <laughs> on the man from Backmount and yeah, just, just made him tap out. And then named. He was like, okay, well, we're going to call it the Passion Lock because that's my nickname. I'm the Passion. 
So anybody who hits a submission that's never been hit before and then creates a name for it, you got to get submission. This is true. <laughs> yeah, at least in my book, you got to get submission of the year. All right, well, um, we're down to our last category. Can you believe it? Last one. Uh, and that is Breakout Fighter of the Year. Now, Pacquiao could be in there because, uh, you know, again, he, he hit that passion lock and, and then won the championship and, and all of that. Um, someone like Aaron Pico could definitely be the breakout fight of the year because 2018 was really his coming out year. He had two fights in 2017, lost one, won one, but he went on a tear and was like, look, this is who you thought I was when I lost at MSG. Let me show you who I really am. Everything that you thought about me was right. That was just a blip on the, the map. That was just a, a, a speed bump in my progression I needed that so that I could be who I am uh, you know someone like Volkanovski who came on very very strong last year and really put his stamp on things and set himself up nicely at flyweight I mean not flyweight featherweight by beating Chad Mendez the way that he did that fight could have been a, a or at least that round could have been a round of the year um Khabib Nurmagomedov really came out last year. You know, it's not like people didn't know about him, but he became a superstar in 2018. He really broke out. But you know I'm biased. Anybody who listens to me knows that when it comes to covering fights in general, I do my best to be unbiased. There are two types of people though that I will just throw that out the window for and tell you I'm I'm, I'm being biased if you are from St. Louis have St. Louis connections I'm, I'm rooting for you and I don't care and it is what it is call me a homer okay I'll be that and if you're not here so you know that my breakout fight of the year is Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya. And I don't even have to say why. I mean, outside of my bias, I mean, he just, he came in in his first fight. Oh my goodness. I, I'm, I'm getting, as Elimilay uh, would say, chicken skin. She should have been in here too. But anyway, um, just thinking about it, he comes in his first fight, acts like a dog, uh, and, and marks his territory. And then just utterly destroys the person that he's fighting. Comes back in the next fight, goes the distance, comes back, uh, and then has his first headlining fight in Vegas against Brad Tavares, a top 10 ranked fighter. It's like, woo, and Tavares can wrestle. We don't know how this is going to go. We know that Izzy is a striker. And usually, if you're a striker, your wrestling may or may not be there. Uh, so it's like, uh, and we know he's a kickboxer, so we don't know about his, his ground game. And just, I mean, literally lived up to his moniker and styled on Tavares. Then to come back uh, at the end of the year and <laughs> decimate 
I mean, just play with him. Like you said, ready player one. It's like, I'm, I am player one. This is all a game. You all are in the matrix and I'm Neo. I, I see things that you don't see. I can do things that you don't do. I know what you're going to do before you can do it. I'm going to out Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, I didn't even have to say it, but there it is. Israel, the last style bender. I just signed you. It's my breakout fight of the year. And I know you do. Uh, I was going to go with him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, how you're uh, going to approach this. I, I, as a matter of fact, in my notes, I actually wrote Israel, and then I crossed it out. <laughs> I knew you were going. <laughs> and figured, let me find somebody else. Because I, I knew that that was... And honestly, there's not much more you can say on what you put on it. Um, so I actually have, a, again... This was a very tough one, and I, I kind of—you already alluded to it, you know—just naming off people that that could fit this bill for this these breakout fighters. I mean, this was definitely a year where a lot of people put their stamp on it. Um, but my top, which is funny because you actually mentioned this individual and said that they deserve to be in this conversation, uh, is Alima Lay McFarland. <laughs> That is actually what I went. Um, a lot to do with the same reason that I chose Daniel Cormier as my fighter of the year. Um, it's not just what she did in the ring, which was dominant. Yes. <laughs> but it was how she conducts herself outside the ring um, and how she handles the press conferences, how she handles uh, her opponents, mm-hmm. um, how she how she uh, it has this this charismatic um, but super gentle and sweet demeanor about her. I mean, she's basically like Sean O'Connell from Hawaii right. when she does the weigh-ins. You know, she's always dressing up as Moana or you know, and and doing all these cutesy things. But then she gets into the into the, into the the cage and she's a, a savage and she's trying everything she can to knock you out or rip a limb off you know and and then gets right up and, and gives you a hug and in the the big event in hawaii where she was headlining and they made a whole a day a day a lima lay mcfarland day right. for her um i mean she's like getting to ronda rousey's status and she's not even in the ufc right which is amazing to see um she's single-handedly in my opinion, she has single-handedly, like this year, brought more attention to Bellator mm-hmm. than a number of, of other reasons. I mean, she's a top reason people are, are trying to find her or Googling her to see who is this lady and, um, you know, the historic Hawaii event as well. Yes. Um, I had her – and then I actually have two others that I just – my honorable mentions. Another – Bellator, Homer, because I really went UFC heavy for a lot mm-hmm. of this. Um, and so I had Alima Lane McFarland as my breakout fighter. But I also want to I want to throw in, sprinkle in a little bit of Aaron Pico. Okay. Little Pico Graham. Um, and you can <laughs> a little bit of Little Pico Graham. Uh, I, had, I had to throw a little bit, little, little in there. Uh, and you kind of already had talked about it with, uh, especially with um, some of the, 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 he go fight mm-hmm. and uh, of course you know he made it to if i'm not mistaken he made it to espn twice this year 
as a top 10 perform, you know, and part of the sports center top 10, um, for, I believe it was the liver shot. I believe when he knocked out, he I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure he made it on there twice, which again, bringing, um, you know, bringing Bellator in the spotlight. And then my one, uh, my, my honorable mention, I guess, for the UFC side, um, a guy that I didn't see get a lot of love, but it's kind of hard not to, uh, Anthony Smith. Mm, yes. I mean, this is a guy that, that moved moved up in weight class, um, has beaten the, the likes of Rashad Evans, Mauricio, uh, or, or Shogun, if, if you know him more as Shogun, Rua, and um, just beat uh, Volkan... Ozdemir, um, and was willing (laughs) to fight again this year. Um, So he fought, just really quick, I'll pull this up. He fought four times this year. He fought February 3rd and then June 9th, won in 53 seconds, fought July 22nd, (laughs) won in a minute 29, then fought October 27th, um, and was, was again, was willing to fight um, in December if I'm not mistaken, was actually pushing to be put on the Madison Square Garden card, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was trying to call anybody and everybody out. And he has just scheduled himself a date with Johnny Bones. Yes. So we're going to see, is this the guy that can do it? He's looking good. He needs to work on that gas tank a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, <laughs> If yes, he's going to yes. go five rounds with John, with John Jones, but... This is a guy that's dangerous on his back. He's a guy that's dangerous in top mount. And he's a guy that is long and strong and has no problem punching or kneeing you in the face until you go to sleep. So uh, I wanted to throw a little little love to, to Lionheart there. Yep. That, yeah, that, that was an excellent, excellent choice because I, I didn't even think about him. Like you said, he really, um, he really kind of flew under the radar so maybe that uh, needs to be the fighter that was under the radar uh, most but I made a lot of noise is Anthony Lionheart Smith absolutely absolutely all right man well this has been fun I don't know when we're gonna do it again but I know it's gonna be wonderful uh, whenever we do Um, I already gave out my socials go ahead and give out yours so the people know where to follow you and uh, get all the the wonderful information. Absolutely. Um, honestly, the easiest place to grab everything is if you go to our my website. It's ambushsportsnetwork.com. Go to basically any article. Scroll to the bottom of that article. You'll actually my socials already there. You just have to click on it. It'll bring you there. But I am at Bearded Moose with two zeros. That's M zero zero S E. Uh, on <clears throat> on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow the Ambush Sports stuff uh, where we post articles, I just posted my preview, my main event preview for UFC Brooklyn. Fight Night yes, 143. Yes. UFC Brooklyn. I could not think of what it was, Brooklyn. Um, I just posted that. You can find that on at Ambush Sports. And on Instagram is at ambushsports.network. Um, and you can find anything and everything there, but everything is kind of connected. So if you find one, you can most likely uh, work your way back to another one. 
and ambushsportsnetwork.com is certainly a place you can find everything. You don't even have to type anything in. You just click on it and hit follow. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. And they, uh, uh, great information about uh, professional wrestling. Um, so you all doing tennis or is that or both? Uh, we do golf. We've got uh, mm-hmm. baseball. That's obviously kind of slow right now, but we got golf, which is fixing the kick the up A-A-F. with the major event. Or the AFL. AAF, yeah. if you're following yeah. that. We've got uh, four riders now covering four teams. Nice. So we're looking for four more to get the rest of that, but that's really kicking off for us. Um, we're doing. We're about to start covering arena football, mm. the National Arena League, because the Orlando Predators just came back to Florida. Nice. And we do WWE. Um, our writer for WWE is freaking phenomenal, and I'm going to shout him out. Um, you need to follow him if you follow wrestling at all. The dude is he, hands down one of our best. Phenomenal guy. He is Blake Ricard or at TCYB407 Cobra. C-O-B-R-A-H. Follow that dude, too. Um, he's been posting stuff like crazy with this wrestling stuff. He was just on TV a little oh, bit wow. ago, if you were following our Instagram. He made it on there with his little sign that says, I write for Ambush Sports. And another sign that was like five signs long that said, Braun. <laughs> <laughs> that one was on TV for a long time because it was this massive, it was like four posters long. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he went to the Raw event here in Orlando. So yeah, man, we're covering a lot of stuff and we got other stuff planning for the future. Oh, and of course, MMA. I'm over here like not even talking. We cover MMA that, as well. That, that's kind of a, <laughs> of a given. So I, I understand why. You would yeah, hope so, right? After talking for an hour about it, I, I would hope that you get some MMA coverage. Plus, you led off saying that uh, the UFC fight night once oh, yeah. before. Uh, yeah. Just so. true. All right. And of course, MTMV Sports is the vehicle that powers Aftermath as well as the MTMV main card and round two. I'm looking forward to um, doing some more with round two uh, coming up. I'm lining up some interviews and I can't wait uh, to talk to uh, these fighters and uh, these people who are a part of the MMA community and getting just a different take on things, getting it from a different perspective. So I, I can't wait. 2019 is uh, shaping up to be a good year for us at MTMV Sports. Um, and it's going to be a great year for all that we're doing. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, we have come to the end of the show. Our first aftermath for 2019. Uh, again, make sure you're following MTMV Sports on all socials because when the next card, or I should say, when the next episode comes out, we'll definitely put some teasers out there and let you know. So, sports fans, rejoice! My team, my voice, and until the horn sounds, fight the good fight. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. Whether it's spectacular striking, smothering ground and pound, the sweet science or slick submissions, we cover it all. 
every single Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Mm-hmm.